hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line ball to start this game. Jeremy Loblotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, we said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer. He reaches in a right back. He's out. Dad Griffin. He's just fought. Stu Griffin. Oh, my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Griffin. This is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Vinnabush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, Victor. He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. A sheer stagger by a big left hand. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode number 85 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who dropped the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. Pulling a Brett Favre yet again, folks. What can I say? I just, I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, I know some of you might be thinking, what the hell? I thought you ended the show. I thought I ended the show too, believe me. Um, but there's some, you know, factors in there that led me into, uh, you know, rebooting the pod back up after, I think it was almost two months now I've been done. Um, but basically, uh, it's a, a, a quite a few different things, which I'll get into, but, uh, if you're, you know, coming back from listening to the podcast and you're tuning back in, I want to say thank you for sticking with me and thank you. The amount of messages and support I got when I actually ended the podcast, um, was astronomical. I couldn't believe how many people reached out to me, whether it was former players or fans of the podcast. Um, it was, it, it meant a lot. I really, you don't really know how far your reach is until, you know, I, I guess something like that happens and you never assume how many people listen to it. You're just, oh yeah, I'm sure, you know, 12 people in a burglar might be listening and, you know, I'm sure the burglar's looking for the mute button as well. Um, but the, like, like I said, the support I got when I did end the podcast at the time, um, was astronomical. So thank you to everybody who supported the podcast and continues to support the podcast. Um, as you know, if you've been a long-time listener, you know I've done this before. Not in the sense where I was ending it. The first time it was more so a hiatus. It was kind of along the lines of the same thing, but there wasn't a bunch of other factors. It was really the first time it was just, um, you know, my was really, 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 really busy with work. I was commuting back and forth two hours a day, um, and then it was a DMV job, and those end up with a lot of the times, like the last one I did before that, had to spend the night at the job site a couple times, so... The writing was on the wall, and I was like, listen, I'll pick this podcast back up whenever this job is done. Lo and behold, like a month and a half, two months later, almost the same thing, I pick it back up because the wife and I ended up moving down to Fort Myers, and that's actually what got me into the ECHL. Don't mind Gates the puppy coming in here to run amok as he's knocking stuff over. I'm sure you can hear him in the background. I got a new microphone, by the way. I even bought a new mic for the occasion for the podcast. I apologize if the T's and the P's sound a little high. The pop filter was supposed to come today via Amazon, and I don't know where it is. Of course, my wife can get 800 things delivered to the the front step, no issue. I order uh, a fucking pop filter, little foam thing, and they had an issue delivering it. Makes sense, right? Um, 
But no, so like I said, the first time, you know, and I stepped away from the podcast and then before I had no plans of ending it, it was really just put on a hiatus and, you know, it was kind of deciding on, I had to focus on work at that time, but this time uh, was a little bit different. Uh, It was work. It was the ECHL shutting the channel down. It was stuff with six-pack coverage. Nothing behind the scenes, actually. I I have yet to ever hear from them. I probably haven't heard from the guys at six-pack coverage uh, since some point in the middle of last year, if I had to take a wild guess. Um, That whole thing ending, and then I finally, after five years of uh, almost, excuse me, almost five years of being out of the military, I started dabbling into the VA and uh, started doing... Uh, what's it called? Like the process for VA benefits or whatever. Of course, it's already a nightmare. So I was dealing with that at the same time. Um, mentally, I wasn't there. I wasn't invested in the podcast. Um, and I don't know if the podcast would have came up, but you, uh, you could thank a, a Instagram page and a company for that, which I'll get into here in a bit. Um, but like I said, I was angry as shit at, you know, of course, the decision with the ECHL. And I'm sure you could tell in my post it was like, you know, this guy sounds fucking crazy. I probably was. I, you know, I was driving myself mad with that work. Um, and like I said, everything else going on, the VA. And you know, it was just mentally, I was probably one of the worst places I've ever been. And I didn't want anything to I didn't want to do anything with like anyone. And my wife looked at me, she's like, you know, what is going on with you? Like, you know, you, something's not right. Like you, you could, I could just tell you're just down. And I was like, this, everything just fucking sucks right now, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and I'm still working the long hours. I still have the long drive. As a matter of fact, I'll be making the two hour drive. So basically, basically four hours a day, um, every day this week up until Friday, Friday, I got to do it. Um, but it was, uh, it was a magnitude of different things, and so I'm still doing the drive, but that being said, um, this time around doing the podcast, because I'm not bringing it back to where I'm doing one episode a week, granted, I know for like the last two to three months of the podcast before I ended it, <laughs> I really wasn't on the one episode a week, um, what I'm going to be doing is two episodes a month to start off with, uh, just to kind of get my feet wet again. My wife works most Saturdays now, so I can at least re- I, I at least know I can record for sure, like pretty much every Saturday, aside from when she's off work. Um, yes, hello Gates, hello. I know. Okay, get down, get down. Yes, thank you, buddy. I know, I know you're excited. The podcast is back as well. Come on. Yeah. Uh, sorry, folks. You know, we got Gates over here just jumping. Got to be nosy. It's what he's good for. Um, as he's messing with Ranger now. What a what a what a real real great show to come back on here got both dogs just running around a muck um but anyway so um oh shoot where was i i don't even remember thanks a lot gates awesome real great podcast here oh yes but no i will be going back to um you know i'll, I'll just be doing two episodes a month for right now um in terms of player interviews i actually had one lined up and he well i should say i had one lined up he messaged me after the podcast was over unfortunately so i i gotta reach back out to him and you know try to see if we could set something up in the future um and that was actually a former nhl player so i'm looking forward to that one um but like i said going forward it's going to be two episodes but how the podcast kind of came about uh and bringing it back was so Folks have asked me in the past, uh, you know, would you ever consider doing merchandise in terms of T-shirts, stickers, hats, whatever the case is. Um, And absolutely, I just I never knew how to do it. 
the plan was with six pack was we were going to do that. But again, I, I heard from them once every, I don't know, nine months in my 12 month contract with them. So, uh, yeah, that never came to fruition. So again, that left a sour taste in my mouth at the time. Um, but it was actually a company and a brand called Hit Club Hockey. And I saw it was actually when the pod was still still going on. They were kind of it was before anything I think had dropped from them or they had just released their first uh, line of clothing. And I had reached out to them. And again, like I said, this was when the pod was still going on and basically said, you know, hey, I don't know, you know, wh- what you're looking for in terms of um, a partnership or whatever. But uh, I'd love to know what you guys are about and, you know, maybe possibly look at doing some merchandising. Well, uh, I got into it with them and um, Kurt messaged me and basically said, you know, hey, yeah, would you would you mind doing a phone call? And, you know, lovely. It was while I was doing my work commute. So I'm like, yeah, dude, I have nothing but time. I have like a two and a half hour drive ahead of me. Anytime you want to call, just give me a ring and I'll pick up um, and ended up chatting with him about it. And everything was kind of going uh, going well. And. Uh, I really liked what they were what they were saying and kind of the vision they have. They want to be more than just a clothing brand. It's just kind of what they're starting off as for right now. And they come from the Warp Tour background. And anybody, I know some of you might not know what Warp Tour is, but uh, for any any folks my age, you know that like early thirties to late twenties. Um, excuse me. Uh, you'll know what Warp Tour is. You know the uh, the old. Uh, punk rock show that used to fit fe- like a, basically a festival used to come around used to have awesome bands play there like you know the story so far wonder years uh wage war a bunch of different bands you know metalcore pop punk whatever the case is um but basically kurt used to do merchandise on warp tour so right away i'm like you know then the, for those that don't know it was warp tour was kind of a time to for lesser known bands to kind of get their name out there so i mean the the, the hustle was real You'd be getting random CDs, stickers, mixtapes, whatever the case is. Like while you're waiting to get in, like while you're waiting in line just to get in from bands trying to hustle and uh, get their music out there. So right away, I was like, all right, well this this guy knows what the hell it means to fucking grind here because uh, I have a buddy who used to be in a he was on a when, excuse me he was in a band on Warp Tour and the amount of merch he still has I I think I have fourteen pairs of sunglasses from their band I don't know how many lighters and T-shirts and God knows what else. And that's just all leftover from stuff they were trying to get rid of while they were on Warp Tour. So, uh, you know, I, I was definitely picking up what they were putting down when he told me that they were uh, come from the kind of the, the band merch scene. And so I really enjoyed that aspect. Plus, it's the kind of music I listen to as well. So that was a bonus. But um, basically, if you can't tell where I'm going with this is we have kind of come to an agreement on doing merch for the Five for Fighting podcast show. And at the time I told, I told him, I said, you know, well, cause they actually, they ended up reaching back out to me cause I continued to post. It's hard for me to not post about hockey. It was like two weeks. I took a, like a complete social media break altogether. Um, Twitter is pretty much dead to me. I, uh, t- Twitter just seems like a, just a, a dead zone for anything that's not NHL really. So I don't know how much longer I'll be posting on Twitter. It seems like Instagram is where all the happenings are for at least the ECHL and kind of the the direction of the show that I have because um, it's just been kind of focusing on the ECHL tough guys because really what's there to talk about with the NHL aside from refs breaking up goalie fights, right? Um, but Kurt had reached back out to me and basically said, you know, hey, we see you're still posting. Would you be interested in still doing merch? And I said, um, you know, absolutely, I'd like to do it. But now that I'm thinking, I was like, you know, thinking in the back of my head, um, like, well, if it's sell- we're selling Five for Fighting podcast merch, but we don't have a Five for Fighting podcast going on, well, that seems a little silly. So 
uh, I basically told Kurt, I said, well, congratulations. You just, uh, <laughs> you just brought back the show. Uh, cause I said, you know, in my very last episode, if you did listen to it, I have it deleted now because obviously there's no reason to have the final goodbye episode out when I'm doing the podcast again. But basically in there, I said, I have no plans to bring the podcast back unless something big comes up and getting the opportunity to work with hit club hockey is definitely something big. They've already got what even sold me even more on them too, was they already got athletes working with them. And guests of the show, uh, Chris Ordabody, Anthony Collins, and Shaw Boomauer, off the rip, just getting just absolute cement. So I love it. I love the direction. They love the the rough and stumble, uh, rough and stumble, <laughs> rough and tumble style of hockey uh, that goes on in the coast. And they support a lot of minor pro hockey teams. So uh, you know AHL, ECH, or excuse me, ECHL and SPHL. So. You know, that's right up my alley, obviously. The minors is what I gravitate to. Uh, I've always liked minor pro hockey, and it's what I've gravitated to more than the NHL over the years. So um, I'm sure you couldn't tell that with the podcast as I've interviewed X amount of ECHL guys from last season or X amount of minor pro guys throughout the entire time I've done the podcast. So um, basically, you have Hit Club Hockey to thank for that. So, Kurt, and I apologize to him. I said, yeah, sorry for throwing a fucking tantrum a couple weeks ago and basically taking my ball and going home after everything, but... Um, I told him, you know, I, again, the same thing, basically what I told you guys mentally, I just was not in a good place at all. And I didn't want to do anything. Um, I didn't want to do anything at all. I didn't feel like fucking, you know, going out. I didn't feel like doing the podcast, watching hockey. I didn't watch any hockey for like two weeks to a month almost before, uh, getting back into everything. So it's, uh, just, like I said, I wasn't there mentally, but after this and Kind of, you know, getting through everything with the VA work, starting to slow down a little bit. Um, and I'm actually taking a trip to Norfolk uh, this Saturday when Norfolk takes on the Reading Royals. And I get to watch a game in the Scope, legendary minor pro arena. I'll be staying there right by the arena uh, just for a day. I'll be going there Saturday and I'll leave Sunday. But I'm going to watch Nico Blatchman play, who, of course, is now on the Norfolk Admirals after being on the Savannah Ghost Pirates earlier in the year. And he's actually been killing it. He's scored goals. He's got points. He's fighting, causing absolute mayhem up there in Maine. You could, if you did follow the podcast and you see the picture I posted of all the all the middle fingers raining down, just the birds raining down on Nico after he pummeled uh, that guy for uh, hitting the teammate and not answering the bell for it. So. Uh, of course, I said, you know, I, yeah, I got to go catch a game. And Norfolk's about two and a half hours away. And initially, I wasn't actually going to stay stay the night. But the wife was like, you know, why don't you just stay? So I said, yeah, why not? You know, it's just for one night. So I uh, figured I'll get there a little early Saturday afternoon, probably like one or two-ish or whatever, and explore, look around the bar areas, uh, get some good eats or whatever. Um, I think it'll be a good time. But I'm looking forward to seeing – I don't know – Let's see, I think Redding just has Colin Felix. I think that's really the only tough guy that Redding has. Um, and, and Nico is currently at 10 fights, so I don't think they're going to fight, but you never know. Like Nico fought the other night but didn't get charged with the fight because the other guy instigated it, so Nico uh, fortunately wasn't suspended. I will say that it is one thing I do like with the East Coast League is that you know they have the 10-fight the rule, which I can go on and on about, a while, about why myself and other players don't like it. Um, but they did... Uh, they do have the rule in there where if you have 10 fights, but another guy instigates you into fighting or gets an instigator called on him, that fight does not count towards your, your league fight total towards your suspension. So it still counts as a fighting major for Nico, but it didn't count towards his like uh, suspension count, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know if suspension counts the right word, but either way, um, 
that uh, so that is something I'm looking forward to. And I also want to give a shout out to uh, Byron and I hope I'm saying your name, your, your girlfriend's name right. I can't tell, of course, unless we meet in person. Uh, it's either Hallie or Haley. However, it's said. I apologize if I'm you know saying it one way or the other. But they actually provided me with a ticket to the scope. Um, completely out of the blue, they said, you know, we'll message you. And I said, absolutely not necessary, but much appreciated. And I want to give them a huge shout out right here on the podcast for uh, providing me with a ticket. Of course, uh, I will be, I told them I, I owe them beers. So whenever I'm around uh, the arena before the game or whatever, or, you know, out in town, or whatever, I don't know what to say, one of the bars around the arena, I told them I owe them a drink, so I want to give a huge shout out to them, and I'm looking forward to meeting them this weekend and buying them a drink for letting me, uh, allowing me to go to the scope free of charge, so thank you guys for that, that was awesome, can't thank you enough, um, and I know you guys are big fans of the show, so I will, uh, I'll, I'll look at, uh, when, I don't know, but I'll look into doing something for you guys too, don't worry, um, so I want to give a quick shout out to them. And also real quick before we get into kind of the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is the clash of the coast enforcer tournament going on. Um, I want, I would actually like to, you know, I gotta take my lumps here. I would like to apologize and whether anybody is listening to this or not from the league, I don't know. Um, but I would like to apologize to the ECHL and Joe Babick. Um, when everything happened with the YouTube channel, as I told you at the intro of this episode, there was a whole bunch of things going on that happened, uh, which kind of made me probably overreact to it, uh, if we're being honest. Now, do I still agree with the league's decision about taking the YouTube channel down? No, because I think it, it hurts the players, it hurts the fans, um, but I have to respect that decision, and it is what it is. It's not, it's not like I'm going to go to court with the ECHL and win. I'm not I'm not clueless. It's, it's never going to happen. Um but some of the, I guess, harassment on my end, um, and I wasn't like, you know, DM and Joe Babic or anything like that, but, you know, I had added him or tweeted at him a couple of times, and I shouldn't have because then you get other people tweeting at him, so um, he's just doing his job, and that's not warranted, so Joe, if you're listening to this, I do apologize, um, same with the ECHL, some of the, I understand some of the fans' frustration because I'm still frustrated about it, um, I wish that they would allow the the channel to remain and uh, fights be posted via the broadcast footage. I know they don't allow that. I know they let them be posted via, if the team provides me with footage and it's not f- directly f- um, taken off of Flow Sports, I could still post it. So we'll see if I can get some footage from teams at the end of the year. I don't know. Um, but, you know, harassment from myself and other fans, um, it definitely shouldn't. It, there's a, a proper way to go about it, and I just didn't. Uh, flat out, I didn't. I was angry and I tweeted out of anger at stuff and just lashed out at them. And I, Joe, if you're listening, I hope you you read my email. I ended up sending him an email as well, um, basically apologizing. Uh, again, whether you read it or not, I have no clue. Uh, hopefully he hears this at some point. So to ECHL and Joe Babic, I do apologize for the way I handled everything. It was immature and um, basically it won't be happening again. Any any run-ins that I have with the ECHL, I hope are all positive, and as of right now, they are. Um, you know, yeah, it sucks that there's no fight footage or whatever to allow to be posted on social media, but I told players, you know, if they want their footage, um, I can put it together for them, so it's, you know, for their personal use or whatever. I'm not selling footage or anything like that because that's illegal and um, also kind of silly, I guess, at this point, um, selling fight footage in 2023 when everything's, well, I think should be readily available on YouTube. Of course, the ECHL stuff isn't, but 
Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to get that out of the way, and uh, I'd like to, if I'm wrong, I'll admit it, or if I'm in the wrong, I will admit it. So, um, again, I apologize to Joe Babick and the ECHL for any harassment or, you know, inappropriate tweets I might have sent their way. Um, it is what it is, and of course, you know, the the person running the ECHL Twitter, whoever it is, it's not like, you know, they really know what's going on or maybe know the policies, so, um, you know. Well, water under the bridge now. Hopefully in the future they allow footage to be posted. And if somehow we could ever work something out, I'd be more than happy. I'm all ears. Um, and I'd love to be able to post some fight footage. Um, I've still gotten footage from fans here and there. I wasn't actively looking for it when I, after everything because I had a real sour taste in my mouth. From Like I said, from everything going on and me just being not in the right headspace. Um, so I'm still actively you know, looking for footage and stuff. Now, if people have it, I'd be more than happy to post it if they want to send it my way um, and get it out there for the masses. Um, so that being said, let's jump into kind of the meat and potatoes of this episode. And as you know, Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice does Minor League Mayhem and the Bob Probert Invitational. And he used to do, I'm, I'm, I can't remember if he's done the other two. He used to do one for Power Forwards, which I, I think he's going to do. But it, basically, it's a hockey fight, March Madness uh, style bracket tournament. And I was fortunate enough to go on there. I've been on there, I think, the past two to three years. We've done the Minor League Mayhem tournament. Uh, myself and Jay out in Iowa, we go on Darren's show over at the Fourth Line Voice and break down the tournament. And it was right after that episode, I was like, man, I think I got the the itch to do a bracket now. So I put down all a list of 32 current ECHL tough guys. Um, whether or not, you know you agree with the picks or not it is what it is i know that I, there were some people missed uh big one i got asked about was travis Howe, but he's mostly played in the ahl this year so uh, that is the reason why he was not in the tournament is because i kind of set the parameter where they had to play majority of the season in the uh echl but basically uh 32 were the toughest guys in the echl i started off with 32 i probably could have done um 40 maybe I think so. Um, but I just wanted to do 32 off the rip just because it's my first time doing it. Um, and even then, actually, I, uh, my plan was to only do, I think, initially like 24 or something like that. And then something with the way the brackets would play out. I said, okay, well, now I have to do 32 to make sure everything plays out the proper way. So there's no nobody's getting a buy or a pass or whatever um, in one of, the, one of the matchups. So 32 of the toughest guys in the ECHL right now and put them all together. And I was actually, I was trying to think of a name for it. And you've, of course, Darren, the, the enforcer tournament marketing genius he is. You know, he does the minor league mayhem, the Bob Probert Invitational. And I, I texted him before I got the tournament going. I said, yeah, I must have got the fucking bug from you because now I'm, I want to do an East Coast League one. And I said, I have no clue what to call it yet. I was thinking at first it was going to be like the Garrett Hunt Open because, of course, Garrett Hunt leads the all-time penalty minute holder in at the ECHL. And he goes, fuck, just call it Clash of the Coast. I was like, Jesus, that's, that's you know, that's genius. <laughs> so, um, thus, the Clash of the Coast name was born so everybody can thank Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice for that. Um, but it is now into round two. And uh, one sec here, let me post... Uh, or excuse me, look on Instagram and see what the results are. So, you know, this might be a little, whoops, as I'm fumble fucking my phone here. Um, here we go. So round one had, you know, started off with uh, 32 guys. Now we're down to 16. 
and then we'll get down uh, into the quarterfinals starting Wednesday. But as of right now, as the matchups stand, you can go. This is all taking place on my Instagram story, on, on my Instagram account. Um, the story is where you can do the voting. So as of right now, we have Nico Blashman versus Sean Allen. Sean Allen is currently in the lead with 55% of the votes compared to Nico's 45%. We have uh, Maggio versus Fournier. Maggio is currently at 48%, Fournier at 52%. Thrower versus or Josh Thrower, Dalton Thrower, was um, unfortunately did not move on from the first round. We got Josh Thrower versus uh, Ross Olsen. We have, well, I said skipping, sorry. We have um, Michael Robidoux versus Mitchell Hurd. Uh, Robidoux is currently behind 46% to 54%. Boomhauer versus Klotz. Boomhauer currently leads Klotz 54% to 60, or excuse me, 54% to 46%. Um, Ordabody versus Melindy. Ordabody leads 64% to 36%. Newber versus Skio. Uh, Newber currently trails Skio 46% to 54%. And this is the closest one we have, although they're all really close, actually, um, for the most part, aside from, I think, the two. Um, they're all really close. It's, you know, it's everything's within basically like 15, 20 votes of each other. Um, so here we have Van Bokel and Ka- uh, Cameron. The votes for that, close one, 51 to 49%. Sorry about that, folks. Had to go let Gates out. I can hear him whining in the background. Had to go. When I get home, he likes to drink like a fish. And so, you know, I'll run him out after not being home for a bit. And then he'll drink a metric shit ton of water. And I got to run him out like every 30 minutes um, for the first hour I'm home. So I apologize. Um, but, yes, yeah, so the closest voting we have is Van Bolko versus Cameron. And that's sitting at 51% versus 49%. And I got to say, so far, I mean, the... The turnout for this has been awesome, and it's been a lot of fun putting this on. And the way I can almost describe it is it's almost been more so like a, uh, what's it called, like a social experiment in terms of, you know, you get to see like what fans show out and, um, you know, who's doing what. And Orta Body, oh, man, maybe it's a five for fighting podcast bump from last season, but holy cow, the Worcester Railers, Worcester, Worcestershire, Worcestershire. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The the Worcester Railers, um their their booster club, their ice crew, everything. Oh man, they're showing out for Order Body and reposting it, making promo posters. It's been phenomenal. Uh, you know, Shaw Boomhour, he's got a fan page, and they've come out and started doing everything and campaigning for him. You got John over at the Hockey Fight League, who's been a huge Skio fan ever since Skio was in junior. So of course, you know, I told him you're a greasy bastard because it's been it's brought a lot of Savannah fans to the page. But at the same time, they're voting against my boy Nuber. So I said, sometimes you got to make a deal with the devil, <laughs> you know. So it's been a lot of fun seeing all this going on and uh, the 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 talk and all these people coming together to talk about these these guys. And you get to see the players who, uh, of course, boys. I'm not going to say who you voted for. Nothing. Don't worry, I'm not ratting you out. But I get to see, you know what player votes for other players. And it's interesting to see, okay, well, this guy thinks he could beat so-and-so and, and, um, you know, don't worry, boys, your secret's safe with me. I'm not going to, not going to expose you guys who who voted for who, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I I think it's gained a lot of traction on the, um, the Instagram page for a bit. Uh, You know, each, each poll has about 300 something votes in it or give or take, you know, 250 to 300. Um, So the turnout has been awesome. And like I said, it's almost been like more of a social experiment. You get to see, 
what fan bases come out and uh, random family members of players voting in this. And it's it's been a lot of fun. So um, I encourage you to vote at, uh, again, you just search Five for Fighting Pod on Instagram. And you will then see uh, all my latest posts have been about this tournament. So it uh, won't be hard to find. But the, the voting ends tomorrow. I'm going to drop this episode as soon as I'm done with it. So uh, it's still August. Or August. Where, where, did I get the, where the hell did I get August from? Uh, it's still April 3rd. And the voting will end tomorrow, April 4th at 12 p.m. Give or take. Um, you know, because it takes a little bit of time to get all the polls out. But 12 p.m. basically will be the wrap up for all the polls. And then I will have to post the results later on that night after work. Um, and I think the next one, let me see. I think the next round, which will be the quarterfinals, I think I'll have that take place on Wednesday. And then I'll do the semifinals Friday. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I'll try to get this knocked out. Um, So that's what I'll do. I'm going to end up posting the next round, which will be the quarterfinals come Wednesday. Um, But as of right now, you guys have until 12 p.m. tomorrow, April 4th, to vote in round two of the Clash of the Coast tournament. Um and not just my tournament you can vote on. You can also vote over at the Fourth Line Voice. Just look over, look up Darren's page on uh, it's on Facebook. He's doing it this year. First time ever he's doing it on Facebook for the Minor League Mayhem Tournament. We're down to the final four, folks, and holy cow. Like I said before, um, and I, I've mentioned it on the page as well, when Darren and uh, Jay and I did the bracket breakdown for this, uh, this is probably the hardest year for minor league madness that we've had. And he's, this is his uh, sixth year doing it now. So that, that just tells you something. And I mean, really you can go to any guy. I'm trying to pull up the bracket real quick um, to see. Let me see when he posted 19 hours ago. Okay. So still got a little bit of time to vote. The final four is Mike Segroy versus Mel Engelstad. That's ridiculous. And there is Joel Terrio versus John Morasti. And again, you can vote over at Fourth Line Voice. Just search Fourth Line Voice on, just spell it out regularly, no numbers. Um, find him on Facebook. His page is open. Uh, you can shoot him a friend request if you want. Although I still, I think you can still vote regardless if you have a friend request with him or not. Uh, or excuse me, regardless if you're friends with him or not, you can go over there and vote. Um, and basically, you vote with emojis. Uh, like, you know, you click the picture, see what's what, and like uh, which player you think would win the fight. You either give it a thumbs up, or I think the other one's the angry emoji. Um, basically, you decide, you know, Sir Groy or Anglesad, and then Marasti or Terrio, and whoever wins those two, it is on to the finals. So that has been a tough, tough tournament this year. Um, I've had a lot of fun voting in it. One of the matchups, oh, man. It was by Lois versus Pat Cote, I think. And that's thinking about it. I sat down and I, I think I even commented. I said, that's probably one of the hardest hockey fight matchups I've ever had to like judge ever. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, those two never fought, so you won't know about it. But yeah, that was, um, that one was ridiculous. Yeah, that's what it was. It was by Lois versus Pat Cote. And then by Lois lost to Segroy in the quarterfinals. So yeah. Absolutely nuts. Go check it out. Fourth line voice, minor league mayhem. Be there, be square, get your votes in. Um, Well, with that being said, folks, I I think I've about covered it all for right now. I think what I'll do next week, um, next Saturday I'll record, is I will probably do like a a Norfolk trip and review, kind of talk about what it was like going to the scope, um, you know, 
hopefully I get to see Nico. It's the plan. Uh, I've already talked with him. And actually, even when the podcast was over, I'd already shot him a message before. I said, yeah, just so you know, uh, we'll be doing an episode later on, you know, whenever the season's over. So, um, sorry, I apologize. Wife's texting me. Um, I was going to do an episode with him, and I had a plan on doing uh, one with Chris Ortabody, even though the show was over just because, uh, you know, I, I enjoy talking to those guys. They're, they're, they're good dudes. So um, that was my plan was to interview them even though they didn't I didn't have the show going on it would have just been like a one-off interview kind of like what Joe over at the Coliseum Chronicles is doing with the um with that show is you know if he gets a guy on he gets a guy on and if not then he doesn't do it um now being that we'll be selling merch through excuse me through hit club hockey uh the show will be at a consistent basis of at least two episodes per month there's for sure uh hopefully I can ramp it back up to four episodes a month we'll see how it goes but uh for right now just so I'm not overwhelming myself because I'm still working still doing the VA stuff um I'm going to dial it back to two episodes a month uh like the first and the 15th baby you're looking forward to payday just look forward to the five for fighting podcast um so that being said, I, I do want to thank everybody for the support. You know, it, it's it's been a crazy ride, absolutely crazy ride. And to be able to talk hockey game behind a microphone will be very f- uh, re- rewarding, fulfilling. I always, I enjoy talking hockey behind a microphone. I really do. Um, you just got to be in the right headspace for it. And I was telling that to Joe and Darren, and uh, I was like, you know, I don't really miss chasing guests down, but talking hockey just in general, I, I do miss that. So, um I want to, you know, thank everybody who listened to the podcast before. If this is your first time tuning in, I encourage you to go back and check out the back catalog of, of players I've had, uh, ranging from LNH, CHL, the Whipple, the old, it's the old WPHL, um, the LNH, I might have already said that, ECHL, AHL, NHL, you know, MOUSE, as Darren says, any league. Uh, I've probably interviewed a guy from at some point. Um, so thank you to all the support for the podcast and I'm looking forward to bringing more content to you guys and looking forward to working with hit club hockey as we hopefully, I think what we said was we're shooting for end of April for merch. So nothing is set in stone yet. So don't take it, take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um, you know, that's just the plan right now. It's not nothing set in stone. Um, and also I want to, let players know who were involved in the uh, the Clash of the Coast tournament. You know, also take those with a grain of salt. And fans who might be seeing this, like, well, how the fuck did this guy beat him? And it's like, it's at the end of the day, it's really can who get who gets more fans to vote for them. Um, so don't take this as the end all be all. If somebody gets crowned the champ after the tournament and you don't think they should have, it's okay. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's a hypothetical fight tournament. It doesn't mean he's going to, you know, win free donuts for a year or anything like that or free five for fighting merch. I don't know. Um, nothing like that. So uh, take it all with a grain of salt. It's all just for fun and to get the boys' names out there and get people talking about them, which it seems like it's done a great job so far. Um, I haven't really had too many issues. I had one guy ask me, well, you're missing some of the best names. You must be new to the league, bud. Funny, I asked you who I was missing and never heard back from you. So uh, thanks, thanks, Tips. That was a great comment. Real insightful there. Um, <laughs> but thank you, folks. I look forward to getting back after it here. Um, I didn't want to take too, too long to record this. as a, well, I'm by myself and with that, although Gates is laying down in the bed finally, but uh, he likes to walk around and just be hyper and just bother me and Ranger while we're in here trying to record. It's just what Gates do, <laughs> what Gates boys do. Um, so... 
Thank you, everybody. I encourage you to follow the podcast at Five for Fighting Pod on uh, excuse me Instagram and participate in the Clash of the Coast tournament. I also encourage you to go on Facebook. You can search Five for Fighting Podcast there. Give the page a like and also take uh, take part in the Minor League Mayhem tournament run by Darren over at Fourth Line Voice. And check out his show. Check out Joe's shows, both of them, over at the Coliseum Chronicles, the Penalty Box, following Islanders Tough Guys, Nordique's Knuckles Podcast, following Nordique's Tough Guys, uh, Five in a Game, Jordan, whose show is on hiatus right now because he's doing work out in the oil fields in Alberta, but he focuses on the QMJHL and guys from Quebec that were uh, in the enforcer role. So definitely some great shows out there. I encourage everybody to check that out. Thank you, folks, for sticking with me who have supported the podcast again and again, despite my Brett Favre-like Tom Brady-esque comebacks, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, start. I think it was about with Darren. I think I could. I should have messaged him. I said you could start. Probably start calling me Kiss at this point. How many? How many farewell tours are we gonna do? Um, <laughs> and I know that's his favorite band, so he'll probably get that one. Um, but seriously, folks, thank you. I look forward to talking to everybody, and uh, I look forward to having a great time down at the Scope, watching Nico Blatchman take on the Reading Royals, um, and see Byron and Hallie or Haley, however you prefer to say it. Sorry, I'll get it right whenever we're in person, I promise. Um, So thanks again, guys, and thank you, everyone, for bearing with me on the podcast. I hope you all have a great rest of the week, and till next time. You got it!